Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the fact that we can just come in together in fellowship and talk a little bit about uh, the mission of the world and just the, how we're all able to affect the world for your glory. We ask this in your Son's name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Son, Son Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Excited today to have a dynamic duo in the studio. Uh, today's co-host is Mr. Gerald A. Bear. You may know him from UL. He is the Director of Athletic Development. Welcome to the show, Gerald. Happy to be here. You're a blessing to me, and I'm so happy you're here. And you brought us this wonderful young man, Ben Cazetta. He is the Campus Director for Fellowship of Christian Athletes at UL Lafayette. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you. Glad right. to be here. So, Ben, I want you to start early in your life. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I grew up uh, I grew up in the, the great city of Detroit, in the Motor City. Ah, like that. Absolutely. Get to play with cars and do all kinds of stuff and uh, just kind of meandered through the world from there. It's, a, it's been, a, it's been a, a crazy Home of adventure. the Ford Motor Company, I'm just saying. Absolutely. And, and yeah. the Detroit Lions, you know, that's like oh, the, of the, course. the pride. Of course. The pride of, of course. And the Pistons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Pistons and the Red Wings and the Tigers were way more fun to watch. But <laughs> somehow the Lions still sell everything out. It's crazy. But... So tell us a little bit more about yourself. So grew up in Detroit? I grew up in Detroit. Grew up in a family of those four of us, uh, eventually a divorced family home, which kind of leads into some of the story of other stuff. But I grew up in closer to the city, pretty pretty close to the city, in, in, in a little bit of a rough neighborhood in the beginning, and then moved out to the suburbs for a little while, and then moved back to the rough city. But just always being part of athletics, always being something that's driven me, something's going, just literally being playing sports. I think it was, it was just fun to be around anything that had to do with athletics. And, and following the, the, the pro sports teams back then, it just made life fun. It was just... Stupid. Who was your favorite? Dennis Rodman, funny enough. Love that guy. And the Pistons. Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman, and the Pistons. The bad boy guys, they were they were like the... That was the heroes. I don't love Dennis so much for what he projects, but but I respect, you know, he always led the NBA in rebounds, right? And he was like by far above everyone, and it always blew my mind, you know? It's crazy. I heard an interview with him where he would talk about the fact that he would watch the ball bounce and would count the rotations in the air. No way. He was that much like a, just a student of the game. And this was... This was back when he was sane, when he was like a, you know right. normal. Not after he went to Chicago and left and got a little crazy, but yeah, he was uh, he was fun. So it ain't a sports show, but we're going to talk a lot of sports today, and I think it has a lot to do with with Ben's faith. But um, I know volleyball isn't that your thing. Volleyball is. How'd you get into that? So I was uh, I was playing. I played. I was a runner and a swimmer in high school, but so we would always go and play after practice, after swim practice, go play with the girls' volleyball team. And then there was a couple guys actually ended up playing pro beach a little bit out of our out of my high school. And okay. It, we just would go play, and it was just it was a, it was a game that was a fun to play. So my freshman year of college, I went to go run cross country. That didn't necessarily work because I was a dumb kid. Um, but I started playing with the club volleyball team and mm-hmm. found that just more and more in love with the indoor volleyball game. Nice. Okay. So Gerald, jump in here and tell us how you and Ben met and why you think he's going to be a good guest today. Well, it's a, it's a, actually I didn't know Ben at all. <laughs> he, okay. he had been here a few years ago, and he said we met. I don't remember meeting him, but he was um, he was recommended. Uh, I went through a little bit of a, or been going through a situation that's kind of been a little tough on me. And uh, our baseball coach is the one who mm-hmm. sent him, in a sense, to me. I see. Asked him to come and uh, watch over me and keep me from doing anything crazy. <laughs> and so and, and this isn't <laughs> Coach Rubbishow. This is uh, the current yeah, coach. Coach Diggs, yeah. Coach Diggs. 
and uh, it, we've uh, we've developed a, a very good relationship, and uh, he's been a blessing to me, to be honest. Nice. Well, okay, so Calvin James, a uh, uh, previous UL star athlete and co-host of the show, was very involved in FCA, and that's why I know FCA a little bit. But how did you get involved with that? Uh, so FCA was, it's funny because I didn't come to Christ, I didn't even know, we didn't go to church growing up as a kid, none of that. But as I had an event that happened in our life, and uh, had a, I'm good with it, I had a young man that actually took his own life. Mm-hmm. And, and as, a, as a young coach, and I thought I was doing things right and everything else, it sent me on a, a tailspin of sorts. Mm-hmm. It sent me on this thought process to figure out, okay, if I'm coaching, this is what my life's all about. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. How can something like that happen? And it made me question everything, absolutely everything. And it happened in the early '90s, to be honest with you. I mean, it was, it was, it, 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 but it changed my perspective. It was a second or third year coach, and it made me the question: like, what am I supposed to do? Why am I doing this? But I was, so I started coaching, and I started coaching college volleyball, and I was doing doing things that I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing and doing things right, and I still believe I was. But God put me through enough of other things, enough of uh, troubles and tribulations, and I didn't know why. But I had this kid that came on our team that just led her life differently. Would have a bad game and could cry about it, but still walk off with this. We talked about it a little bit with the word that, 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 that I now know what it means. I didn't have any idea what it means, but I walk off with this word that she would talk about being joyful mm-hmm. and the word joy. Being a, being a biblical word, being something I had no idea what that meant. So literally... I had a student athlete affect me so much because I was going through stuff with it, just just losing a runner the year before and, and, and some other things. I had I was questioning everything, so I had a kid that could lead her life that that, that could pray on things, be able to give things to God, and it, and it made me ask questions. And then fast forward to three years later, I'm I'm I got a job at McNeese States. I'm an assi- assistant volleyball coach at McNeese States, and I have a team full of kids just like that. And it, again, it made me ask these other questions. And this guy gave me this Bible that I actually have sitting here right in front of me. He gave me this coach's Bible. It's, it's pretty well used. I'm looking at it. Okay, you know a good good, good Christian, when you see a Bible that's like mangled, this thing it's is not like, brand new. No, no, sure. it's been used a little bit. So, And he brought it with him, so we, got, we, we have high expectations for you. <laughs> it's written in 14 different colors. It's got everything in the yeah. world inside of it. But he gave me this Bible. At the back of that the FCA Bible, it's got a, literally a devotional. It's dated every single day of the week wow. of the year. And when I was struggling on something, I could open it and help me. It just it was amazing how the timing of what the message was, or the timing of what that devotional was, how it how it helped me just get through things. And then I had to leave Louisiana to move to Alabama, and I was an assistant coach at Jacksonville State University. Well, that's too. never good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I left and I went there, and just because I had this Bible on a desk, someone invited me to go to Bible study. Okay. When they, then we go to a Bible study. I went the first week. I actually sat in the parking lot. The next week, the guy looked at me and said, "Hey, you can come in next week." And I was like, "Oh man, you saw me." So I felt this like guilty point. I have to go. And I, I'd, I'd never been to a Bible study before. So I have this FCA Bible, and I go walk into a Bible study the first time. And for the f- first time in my life, I, I, I understood what the little bit of what community meant, what mm-hmm. it meant to have a village around you, these people around you. And it was it was the most beautiful thing in the entire world. It, and it changed that group of people change my path of life forever yeah i hear a lot from the youth at ul and lsu that bible study is where a lot of conversions a lot of people really springboard their faith you know do you remember what they were studying at that time just we, curious we were going through the book of romans okay we're going through the book of romans just taking it piece by piece week by week mm-hmm. 
Well, I learned something about about Paul, the apostle, uh, uh, this week, and I shared this on last week's episode, but Paul, when he was struck by lightning and had his conversion, um, it took him three years before he, he began to speak publicly and pro- proclaim Christ, and I thought that was pretty amazing. And I think he spent the three years studying and uh, letting the Holy Spirit really absorb him because when he wanted to, when he when he decided to go out, he wanted to know what he was talking about. But I, I did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, it was three years. I no. thought that was fascinating, you know. But uh, anyway, I'm so glad that uh, Gerald ha- has brought you onto the show and that you guys met. And uh, and Gerald, tell us a little bo- bit more about why you like Ben. You sure you like him? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I'll have to admit all this stuff like to the public and all in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Just no. you can embellish. We, 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 no, we, we, it's been, been, been about five or six months at, at the most. At the most? No, yeah. Yeah, it's been almost, almost three years. No, <laughs> that, we, that we actually got to know each other. Yeah, that's yeah. true. All right, fair. And um, he's, it, well, it's going to end up coming out anyway. My, my wife passed away about four months ago. And uh, a lot of the coaches and, uh, and, and people at the university especially in athletics, they knew what I was going through. I was caregiver for my wife for quite some time. And um, it was, it's been a very, very difficult road. And Coach Diggs, who had his own demons at one time uh, and, and has really resurrected his life uh, with Coach Robichaux, helping him a great deal. And I think he's always, he's always remembered that, how, how wonderful Coach Robichaux was to him. Coach Robe was one of my one of my favorite people too, um, but he uh, I, he knew uh, Ben uh, much better than I did, and um, I don't know why he figured that Ben would be a good match for me. But it's uh, it's just been a it's just just been very beneficial and it's beautiful. It's, it's been it's working out quite well. So he originally sent me over. He's like, hey, I, I called him because Hurricane Laura had just come through. And it, it, we, were, we were taking groups of students and we were going out to, we were taking student athletes, going out to Lake Charles and helping clean up coaches or principals or teachers, anybody really in those things, they, they, they let all over the place. We're going out to clean up people's houses and going out to the, two of the baseball guys on the team were from Lake Charles. We would go out to their house and afterwards like, hey, you get some free time, go see Mr. Gerald. Mm-hmm. I can't get over there, but, but he just has some mess in his yard. So we went over with, a, there was five or six kids and, and a couple of Andy Stroop, that's the FCA guy over yeah. at LSU, and we went over there and hung outs. And literally, I think since then, I've been over there like once a week. I think I feel like, and, and it was a really precious time to be able to spend with Miss Claudia and just just pray with her. You know, Absolutely, it was awesome. Well, these guys are true Cajuns, and uh, even though uh, my man Ben here is from Michigan, we're going to count him as an authentic Cajun for sure. But no, no, us, he's no? still working. On okay, that. Right, he's not right. there yet. Okay, you're right, Mr. Gerald. Is- <laughs> We, he has the tribe has spoken. Um, so tell me what your first impressions of Louisiana and Lafayette. Give us a little bit of that from your perspective. Oh, the people here were actually genuine, and that was one of the things that struck me the most. And I thought, love the fact that uh, the people actually care about their community first, not about themselves first. And that's the biggest thing. That's literally. And I've lived in five different states. I've been. I've worked at eleven different universities or, or junior colleges in some way, shape, or form. But to be here and see the way the community actually cares about each other. You know, they talk about Southern hospitality up north or, or other places where they have these great... When I lived in North Dakota, I was like, hey, how you guys doing? Oh, you're going home for Thanksgiving? And it was great. They were awesome. Here, hey, do you have somewhere to go for Thanksgiving? If not, mm-hmm. you're coming to our house. And it was more of a... Literally, 
was more of a, of a fight to make sure that I actually had a community. I had people around me, and it was, it was just an awesome thing. That's so beautiful. And I think it's, and you know this, it's a faith-based community, and I think that's where the strength and the, the hospitality comes from. You're not going to hear these messages much in the Daily Advertiser, not that they don't do a good job or, or, or the Morning Advocate or, or even on TV much, but you got to tune into Cajun Catholics and get, get some of this real scoop, and it, it is real. <laughs> and that's what I love about this show is that you know, it is authentic, and it's about I wanted it to be about the people of Acadiana and their faith story. And, uh, and you guys exemplify that. And, and, it, and it's a story that needs to be told. And I appreciate y'all, y'all being here and being a witness. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's guest is Ben Cazetta. He is the campus director for FCA at UL Lafayette, formerly the volleyball coach, I believe, right? Yep. Yes, sir. It's been and, four uh, seasons. Okay. And then, uh, again, our guest, uh, our, our, our uh, co-host today is Mr. Gerald Abert. Gerald is going to be featured next weekend, next week's show, and we'll do a big, and you, you're going to want to definitely hear that. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to be uh, talking to Gerald, and, and Ben will, will co-host that that episode. So, Ben, moving on. So let's talk some Bible. You know, tell us about also maybe where are you today? I know our faith moves, and um, what where is God leading you today and speaking to you? So it's, I feel like God a couple of years ago when he called me away from the college coaching, he said, I don't need your team just to be this. I need your team to, to, to be just not these 18 people. I need your team to be this. And he kind of drew this bigger circle uh, and, and said, I need that team to be campus. I nice. feel like right now he's stretching me even farther because what I'm seeing is in, in, I spent some time in Acadiana High last year and in New Iberia Senior High. And we did a bunch of stuff at Church Point. What he's stretching me right now is I feel like he's saying, You're, this is going. This is awesome. We've got a great thing going on campus. You have 40 and 50 kids that are coming every week. You, you, we've seen lives change. I love that. Ben, I want you to replicate that in our local public schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it. We, we have a great group that runs at STN. There's a group that runs, that runs at Turlings. And I get to mentor and talk to some of those coaches and do some of those kids. But our public school kids, they're hurting. Yeah. And they, their voices don't get heard as much. They don't get some of those other things. So I've been, really been stretched, because that's not a super comfortable thing, stretched to walk onto a public school campus and, and, and mentor and talk to coaches and other stuff to be able to talk about your faith openly it's a it is a it is a stretch a rarity too and i think in today's world maybe frowned upon some maybe uh is it is there any pushback from anyone for fca to be on a on a on a public school campus you know in every one of our administrations no where it comes into the biggest points is is a fear a fear of judgments a fear Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of that fear comes because we don't we don't always know who we are I, it, it, when we don't know who we are, we can be swayed back and forth. And I heard a great little analogy with Adam and Eve. Eve didn't have a name when the snake, the snake approached her. She, nobody knew who she was. It, she was she was Eve, but Adam hadn't named her yet. She was able to be swayed, in my opinion, and, 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 and analogy and that thought process. And I had to go look it up afterwards, too. But she was able to be swayed by the snake, by the serpent, because she didn't know who she was after Adam named her. Then she had a name, and now she belonged to something. She belonged to a community, belonged to people, and it was something else. But when we don't know who we are as a coach, we can be swayed. We get to sway into, oh, it's all about just a win, or it's all about this, or it's all about something else. And I was guilty of that early in my career, too. I didn't know who I was, and yeah. I didn't define myself as, hey, I, I define myself as a coach, not as a Christian. Coaching is what I do. It's not, not who I am. So it was a, it was a big it was a big leap of faith to get to that. So as I can get those kids or coaches to understand that there's something, they're made something different. The sport is just what they do. Gerald, he's the real deal. <laughs> uh, I think, I think, you know, yes, he is. 
And I tell you what he's talking. You know, he he's um, he's mentoring uh, a, a large part of our athletic uh, kids, men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Eric Troll, who's with football, and Ben pretty much takes care of all the other sports. Yeah, Eric, Eric does an amazing job. That guy's got great passion. He's been a, the chaplain for football for a long time. So let's stick with the sports theme. Who is your idols in sports? Who are some people that you look up to that also are good Christians? It's funny because we don't really know them. Yeah. It, it's, it gets shut off. It gets anything else. But there's been golfers. and other things. I really love Russell Wilson. Okay. All right. It, it blew me away when I found out he, he, he actually broke, up, broke off a relationship with a girl because she he wanted to wait until he was married, and she mm. didn't. And I was like... That takes some gumption. I love that story. Like a supermodel, like points. But him, Carson Wentz, I, I, I absolutely love Carson Wentz. I went to, I went to Haiti a couple of years ago on a mission trip, and he built a sports complex in Haiti. That's not just a sports complex, but it's also got a, a homework area and some other stuff that, and things. Like he spent a couple million dollars on this sports facility that, literally, free to the public and all this other stuff, just to be able to help grow sports and grow other stuff. So Carson Wentz is. And I lived in North Dakota, and while well, he was a senior in college too, yeah. so he met his wife on a mission trip and stuff. But I heard him speak once; he's 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 incredible. Those two amazing. Now I saw that you had something to do with Minot, uh, and I know one of my idols was Dale Brown, I, and I actually got to have Dale Brown on on this show. We went to Baton Rouge and did a show. But do you know who Dale Brown yeah, is? I, yeah, I got to meet him up there. They, we named a park after him. I got to pray over the park with yeah. him and, and meet him up there. It's he's a guy. he's a good guy, I think, and uh, and definitely somebody who's got a Christian background and mm-hmm. uh, done, done well. And I'm sure, Gerald, you run have you run across Dale any at all? Yeah, or, quite uh, a bit actually. Yeah, from when I was. Um, uh, putting on top 28 yeah. in the State Championship Basketball Tournament at the Cajun Dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to, uh, he came out. We, we honored and recognized him one night for his contributions to the basketball in the state of Louisiana. And uh, I, I, get, I think it was a surprise. You know, we, we, would, we tried to recognize people from all over the state, no mm-hmm. matter what university they went to. But uh, he, 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 I tell you what, he's he, he's got a lot of fire in him. He's got fire, and he's still got it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm on his email list, and I get an email once a week from Dale, and uh, he has got some some political issues and everything, all of the above, and he's definitely very much involved, and he's got a lot of fire. And uh, he, in his story, he, he was raised by Christian brothers in North Dakota and yep. whatever, and really had a hard life. Uh, his mother was very poor, and they used to talk about how she had to walk in the in the minus degree weather to get groceries. But he comes from a humble background, and uh, he's got a big heart. You know, he really I, does. I get those emails too, man. I, I get some motivation from Is that. Him. Right? He's oh, fighting. definitely, definitely. So Ben, we, we we definitely need to talk about some of your mission work. Tell us about that. So that. The sports is when the point, and obviously that's the first part of the mission work within there, but the sport has given me this opportunity to be able to go other places. Uh, I got to go to, to, to Haiti once. I've been to Puerto Rico a couple of times. I'm supposed to go to the Dominican this coming spring. Most of the time, funny enough, taking athletes to go serve in what seems to be hurricane relief. But mm-hmm. uh, this, We know how to do that. We do. I, I, learned, <laughs> I learned a lot of it from here. Uh, I got to go to Ethiopia. I'm actually going to Ethiopia again in January. Wow. Uh, the, the Olympic Committee is bringing over a couple of people, a track coach, a basketball coach, a volleyball coach, and people to help teach. They call it fair play in sports as part mm-hmm. of the Great Commission. And so, they, again, the guys are from all over the place that are coming. It's, it's, really, it's really neat. But we go over there and literally to use the platform of sport to talk about Christ. And I get to use that in, in 
it blew me away because you're sitting there the first time I went and, and there's a loudspeaker that's speaking a different prayer and all these different tongues and all this other stuff and you're like oh wow. but it, it's beautiful it was just incredible but to use the sport to be able to take an athlete because sport's a universal language mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a volleyball soccer or anything else it's just a universal everybody loves it sometimes we idolize it too much but it becomes a big part of our just who we are so you know again this is the thing about that's so unique about our community is a guy like ben walking around with all this amazing uh background and experience and love for the lord and 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 it's people we see in the grocery store and people we see all around lafayette at the football games and everywhere else and you never know who you're next to but i think i hope that this show has been able to highlight some of these wonderful people and um, and you're definitely one of those guys, man. You have an amazing uh, talent and a lot to give. And so, uh, tell us. Uh, I want to know. So, my, you know, when I think of Bible, we had a Bible. I coached at Fatima. I just coached girls basketball for <laughs> like a few years. And and Calvin helped me. And we had a Bible. We gave each one of the kids a Bible. And we, we those are the Bibles. These kids still have theirs. My daughter still has hers. I still have mine. And that's my go-to sports Bible. But we highlighted a lot of sports you know, analogy type Bible quotes. Now, of course, you always think of, uh, of David and Goliath, but give me some of your favorites as they apply to sports. So I was a track coach forever. And the biggest one to me in Philippians, it talks about every runner. And I use this one all the time. Every runner runs a race, mm-hmm. but only one's going to win the prize that we should run. Like we're trying to win that prize. And I, I, I use that one a ton, especially cause it relates almost every sport's got running in it, but it, it, it takes to that point that it makes us realize that we're running for something that's way bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, it just, it, it it makes a, a huge difference. So, they, I mean, I can go all over with them. If I were to put a, a life verse, and it was explained to me the other way, it's Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24, where doing everything you can to be able to please the Lord, not to please men. Because mm-hmm. the second half of that, because in all honesty, we're not here to please the man. Our inheritance doesn't come from man. Our inheritance com- comes from above. So I, I use, I would say it's my life verse. That's the part yeah. where I sit down with a with other, other, some of our student-athletes to make them realize it's not about the win or loss. You lose a game, God still loves you. That's awesome. And I'm sure you have a lot of good UL athletes that you're mentoring now. Uh, how do you find, in general, the co- collegiate athletes in their, in their faith life? I, I would say that a lot of them are almost lost mm-hmm. as they first come in. Because they don't. So they, as a high school athletes and everybody on your social media, on your phones, everybody has done everything they've done to lift that person up and tell mm-hmm. them that there's something, that they're, they're amazing, that they're great. You threw all these touchdowns. Who cares? You blocked all this. They, they, they identify as a student-athlete in the beginning mm-hmm. before we get a, get a chance to be able to get a hold of them. Um, but the college kid is different, especially this generation of kids. They are armed with more knowledge than any of us ever were. Mm-hmm. They can get everything they want to know on their phones at their fingertips all the time. The problem is they don't have a lot of context to it. So even when COVID hit or other stuff too, and just after COVID, the conversations of why and wanting to know and explanations for it were incredible. Okay, so why? Well, why do you believe that way? Why does this matter? Why does it matter? Why does it matter if I play for the Lord? Why does it matter if I play for myself? The conversations of why, they're just searching. Yeah. So having an outlet to be able to do that is, is fabulous. I went to men's basketball practice this afternoon. We'll get baseball later today. I'll, I, Every day I get to, get to visit with a different team and just be there. If they have questions, great. If they don't, 
then you know. I want your job. That is an awesome job. <laughs> I love sports, and to be able to mentor to these to these young men, I mean, that's so awesome. And I think I'm sure you, you're getting as much as you're giving. Oh, I get more and more than I give, but yeah. uh, they don't think that. They think I get into the world, but I literally <laughs> get so much. What you, in, what you, in, you know, the number of people, we're, kids we're talking about, we have right at 400 athletes. Wow. Now, football has about 115 total, maybe 120. The rest, the other 300 almost, are, are the ones that Ben is responsible for. Mm-hmm. Well, I have lots of help. Don't get me wrong. I have lots of people, that, some of our student athletes that help us because we're supposed to grow leaders. Mm-hmm. That's and, 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 and part of our society forgets that, but we're supposed to grow leaders. So being able to sit down with one kid and talk to one kid about it, if we're doing it right, the model of discipleship, I get to disciple this person who's going to talk about it and go on and talk to the next person talk to the next person so even there's two guys in our men's basketball team that I spend more time with those two than I do with some of the other ones but those two are talking to the rest of them so if we can get through to one or two they, it, it spreads and they bring their friends with them they bring other kids to the Bible study just just like I was invited to a Bible study they get to invite their teammates give me a sneak peek of, of what a college sports at UL uh, if they're able into the locker room before they come onto the field are they able to pray do they pray is that frowned upon what's that look like it is not frowned upon at all. Okay. It's uh, encouraged to be able to figure out who you are. Uh, even, so Coach Marlin started practice this morning and he talked about, hey, you're here to learn. The biggest thing that can never be taken from you is your education. You're here to be able to get a degree and to learn something. I love the fact that he opened practice that way because it's not, we're learning, we're growing people, young men into adults and growing them to get them to go out in the real world. Mm-hmm. So if they're learning about their faith, it's just as important as learning about their what they're going to do the rest of the way. My opinion, it's more valuable because yeah. that's that's going to help them for eternity. But wow! To learn about that and anything else, I mean, I don't know if you watch our football team, where they come running out of the locker room, and there's 20 of them that go down and take a knee and, and, and pray right. before the anthem. At the end of every game, they get to go in the very middle of the field and, and, and pray pray as a, as a team together. Our baseball team does it every single practice. So. I've always thought that was an FCA thing at the end of the games. Is that necessarily a part of FCA? Not really. It, it is and it isn't. And yeah. Eric has been Eric Truel has been doing that for years with the teams. He is fabulous to it. He, he goes, mm-hmm. let's take a knee at the at the fifty, and it's been something that's just been an awesome boldness to be for a coach to be able to say, hey, we're okay doing it. If you don't Love want it. to, you don't have to. But this is what we're going to do. Love it. Love it. Just a couple of minutes left on the show. I wouldn't be remiss without speaking of one other previous guest on the show that impressed me. Carter Domain, you know, was on the UL basketball team, left. Now he's in the seminary. Uh, did you get to know Carter any? No? I did not. No. This kid was uh, on scholarship at UL. You know him. Um, quite well. Isn't that impressive? I mean, yeah. he's such a fine young man. Very you know. intelligent young man, too. Yeah. We, we did the uh, show with Father Schumacher and him, and, and at the time he was on the UL team, wanted to wanted to play in the NBA. Who knows, maybe still will. But uh, but I asked him, I just really was a weird Holy Spirit moment. I asked him if he was considering, ever would consider the priest, and he said, of course, everyone should consider that, you know. But uh, he took that leap, and we're praying for him. That's amazing. It's incredible. But if he's not in the right environment, yeah. Coach, again, Coach Marlin's fabulous. Yeah. Coach, uh, every one of our head coaches foster the fact that the kid's going to figure out who they are and I love comes down from the top Dr. Magger is the same way it's open open doors it's it it comes he is an incredible leader but let yourself your kids figure out who they are and I'm sure you knew coach Robichaud yes yeah Yeah. very impressive very impressive he actually helped me to in in times 
we just sat down. We actually sat down at a halftime of a football game. And about 10 minutes after the game was done, his wife nudged him and said, hey, we could have left like 10 minutes ago. The game was over. Mm-hmm. We just were lost in conversation just about wow. life. Beautiful. I know. What a, what a blessing to all of us. Well, thank you all so much for being on the show today. Again, Ben will be co-hosting next week, and we'll be featuring Mr. Gerald Hebert. Don't forget to tune in. Ben, thank you so much for Absolutely. Thank all you. that you're doing for us. And if there's anything you can we can do for you, please let us know. Know that you'll be in our prayers. Appreciate that. Gerald, thanks for being here today. Anytime. All right, my friend. All right, you've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest was Ben Cazetta, uh, the campus minister for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Look for him around town. He's doing some wonderful work, and we want to support his ministry. Again, uh, always uh, challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless. Mm